0: You are listening to a Spears and Ali interview. Tune in weekday mornings from seven to nine a.m. and make sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a rating. Hour number two of Spears and Ali here on ESPN Tucson, presented by Tucson Federal Credit Union and the Volpe Team at Nova Home Loans. Yeah. One hour in the books, Ali. I love
1: my. Uh, I love me some Run DMC, but for our next guest, uh, I some have Beastie Boys probably would have been more appropriate. Yeah. We 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 failed you, Andrew. We failed you. Yeah. Because uh, well, as long as it's not on my hands.
0: It will. I'll shoulder the responsibility here by not playing Beastie Boys for our next guest, and that is Arizona men's basketball coach Tommy Lloyd joining Spears and Ali to begin hour number two. Tommy, how's it going?
2: You guys got me. You hear me clearly? Oh yeah. We can
0: hear you just fine. And
2: so okay. okay. Hey, first off, hey, let's just start off. This. You guys are zero for two. Okay, not only on the lead music, even though I do like Run DMC. I, I have mad respect for running MC. But then, do you guys also realize your uh, your Mar- March moment was like one of the gut punches of my life, losing the national championship game to North Carolina? Wait, which,
0: wait what, what what'd you say?
2: The greatest moment i were just lean before. In. They were like, oh, really? I didn't oh hear my that. Goodness. I didn't hear that. North oh. Carolina that's, comes back to the desert Yeah, win that's, the national championship. Beat South Vegas 71-65. Yeah,
1: oh, like, man. Oh, okay, really? so we don't wow. control that, but well, that is a really, terrible really start. Getting, That's a terrible start. We own it. Oh, my God.
2: Hey, hey, you guys are playing with an 0-2 count right now. I know. One more, you know, and I'll cut this interview short.
1: Next thing you know, we're going to remind you of, like, your first love, how she broke up with you in junior high. I mean, that's like.
2: Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hey, that that was a good thing, though, you know, because that probably goes into the categories sometimes the best recruits are the ones you don't get, you know? That's right. So,
0: uh, that's right. Uh, Tommy Lloyd joining Spears and Ali on ESPN Radio. And uh, Tommy, uh, so a lot of people uh, reached out to me on Friday because they saw your Sports Center interview. And they, when you were talking about your pickleball game, you you kind of dragged me in the process. You said you'd give me a free ass but Now, with that being said, you're absolutely correct because I've never once played pickleball. So I, I, I'd give you pickleball, but... You're a very well, passionate well, well, pickleball player. Well, first of that's
2: your fault. You should play. It's an amazing game. You should play. It's a ton of fun. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I don't know how I drug you into it because I think that comment was said offhand after a press conference, and the next thing I know, I'm getting interviewed by a good friend of mine, Neil Everett, and he throws that quote up there, and I, and I had no idea that that quote, cause I'm not on the social media <laughs> stuff, so I had no idea that quote was actually floating out there in the Twitter sphere. So it kind of caught me off guard a little bit. So, um, yeah, I mean, no, no disrespect um, to, to you when, uh, when, when, when you get dragged into this, but, um, but I do enjoy pickleball. And, and uh, I think one of your earlier guests has been, you know, a victim of many of them ass whoopings and that's uh, Paul Volpe. Um, he's definitely been on the receiving end of a lot of those. So, uh, so we have a ton of fun playing and uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's a, one of my favorite things that I get to do.
1: You know, Tommy, if you ever play Justin, just know that his uh, what, what people say about him and his athletic prowess is he's short, but he's slow. I think you'll be okay.
2: <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, there, there are – listen, pickleball is a humbling game because you honestly what, – what makes it cool is that, that there's a lot of great equalizers in the game, and, and a lot of older people can play with younger people, um, and, and it can be quite frustrating for some of us people who consider ourselves younger. So uh, you know what, Justin, you probably have a ton of potential. You probably just need to get a paddle. You need to get out there. and us do it. you all, and you need to start figuring it out.
0: How did you get involved in pickleball? What what inspired you to start playing it?
2: Well, you know, we honestly had been playing it for quite a few years, off and on. You not not very much at all, um, but I just fell in love with the game. You know, up in the northwest, it's kind of a really popular game up there, and, and we'd play it a lot at the lake in the summers and. and and to be honest with you, Coach Fuse really into it, like like more than me. And and I think he's a pretty good player, but he really really got into it these last few years. And and uh, I actually wasn't invited to play in the matches because he and I, you know, worked together for 22 years so closely. I think he felt like you know his extracurricular activities. He didn't want to be over there staring at me. Mm-hmm. So um, so so I actually didn't play much with Spokane. And then when we got down here. You know, my wife and I started picking it up again and, and playing a bunch. And, and, yeah, just having a ton of fun with it. And, yeah, it's a great social outlet, and I have a good group of guys I play with, a couple of different groups, to be honest with you. And, and one of the groups is really good. Uh, our, our tennis coaches are pretty fun to play with. And, and one guy who, I mean, he would be devastated if I didn't mention him is a Sean Pickle Miller. Um, it's, that's right. One of the guys I play pickleball with, his name is Sean Miller. Uh, and, and, and we and we play all the time, and uh, so, you know, uh, out of respect for the other Sean Miller, I call this guy Pickle, <laughs> and, uh, and and Pickle is a pretty good pretty good pickleball player. So we have a ton of fun.
1: You know, he's also the guy that's uh, our tennis pro on Tuesday nights with my group. So um, rest assured that 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 name will live in infamy infamy with him now. Pickle Miller, Pickle. Just, he's just yeah. Pickle.
2: Pickle, yeah. We, we we all call him Pickle, do Yeah, for sure. That's 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 his nickname, and uh, he's earned it.
1: You know, Tommy, turning to the, uh, to the Arizona basketball team this year, like the end of the regular season is, is now over. You're heading into the Pac-12 tournament and into March. And uh, as my second favorite coach behind you always says, is that every, every team is its own story. It writes its own story. So just by looking at the regular season and not looking into what's, gonna, what's ahead, what is, what is the story of the 22-23 Arizona men's basketball team?
2: I mean, I, I think it's a great story, and uh, you know th- these um, these seasons are hard, and and that's one of the reasons. You know, I actually I really do enjoy them. You know, it, it can be tormenting at times. You know, even even for us coaches, but uh, but you know, you know, obviously we we got off to a good start last year, and uh, you know, and, and then you know we kind of had to rebuild the roster this year, and, and I think we did a good job, and you know, to to be I think what are we twenty five and six. And uh, pretty much ranked in the top ten all season. I mean, I think it shows we're right there. I mean, we, you know, hey, we we take the losses hard. And uh, you know, I'm I'm still you know having stuff great since that UCLA loss. You know, and, and, and even know, even knowing it was going to be a tough game. I mean, they're they're obviously uh, a, a really good team on a roll right now. And you know that that day, I know we many people say at Pauley Pavilion, not not a, a great college basketball atmosphere on a night to night basis, but I'll tell you what, uh, Saturday night, it was rocking Yeah, I mean they're honoring a the 50 year anniversary of the 73 national championship team. And, you know, who's who in LA was there and their student body was out and to honor those seniors. And, uh, they, they played, they played spirited and hard and, you know, we kind of got off to a slow start in that second half. And, you know, when you're playing catch up to UCLA on the road, it's, it's a tough thing. So. You know, but but the overall story is good. I mean, I think we're right there. I think this team, you know, has has a ceiling that's going to can allow it to to win tournament games or you know hopefully make a run. But you know, but I also understand that you know we've had a few nights where we, you know, haven't haven't you know hit that ceiling. So you know where we have struggled. So you know we probably are vulnerable and you know on a night to night basis can probably be beaten by any team that will be in that tournament. So. I mean, we we got to be on it, and uh, I'm looking forward to the challenge. You know, starting this Thursday at the Pac-12s, and and um, you know, and, and a lot uh, to how your story is going to feel overall is going to depend on how you do these next few weeks. And and uh, I love tournament basketball. Uh, I mean, I, I think it's it, it's it's fascinating. It's fun. You know, everything single elimination, and uh, and you know, you're hey, you're. I mean, you know, my wife are still. On a high from last night, from watching our son who plays at NAU. You know they won on a, a, a buzzer beater to beat the number one seed in their conference. You know, uh, in the tournament. So, so these tournaments are exhilarating. So uh, they're fun to be a part of, and uh, you know I've been fortunate to be on a lot of the positive sides of these tournaments, and uh, I'm hoping we can do the same here these next couple weeks.
0: How many buzzer beaters has your son been a part of at NAU this year? I feel like the Lumberjacks have like five games this year where it ends it, on a buzzer
2: it's been a bunch I mean we'd have to go through it and uh, I mean they're going to be able to write a book on end the game scenarios and and, and hanging in there and and uh, you know and they've been on the losing side of some of those so but I'm really proud of of my son and and his teammates and their coaching staff for for hanging in there I mean they you know they they took nights out of maybe what 10 or 11 teams or something in their conference yeah and you know they, they, they they're they not that bad and then they you get to the tournament you win the playing game and your reward is you get to play the number one seed and the number one seed is eastern washington who's had a heck of a season in the big sky and, and they played a tough all game I mean, they had a lead a lot of the game and then kind of lost the lead at the end but then just you know hung in there and made a couple huge plays down the stretch and i mean they had a freshman hit a you know, thirty-five footer. I mean, at the moment it left his hand. You're like, I, I think it's got a chance, yeah. and uh, he made it. And they went crazy. And uh, so, you know, he Facetimed us a few minutes after the game. And I mean, they're 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 riding a high, which you know, it, it's exciting. Yeah. So yeah, they've had they've had they've had a tough year, but uh, but you know, hanging in there, and, and that's what it's all about.
0: Going back to your team, Tommy. A lot of people were wondering how Julius Tabellas would bounce back this week. And he put together two double doubles look great against USC and UCLA. How important was it for him to have this kind of weekend going into the post season?
2: Well, I mean, you know, I mean, there's no secret for, for, for us to be good. He has to play well. And, and, you know, he, he had a, you know, just, I guess just a little bit of a, uh, I guess an ebb, so to speak, you know, during the season, which, which happens, you know, and, uh, and then people might make too big of a deal out of it. And uh, you know, if you just look over the course of a thirty-game season, you know, good players are going to have a week or two and they don't play well, and and he had that. But he bounced back, and you know, you you could just see, you know, he bounced back, and he played well early in those games, and he got off to a good start, and and, uh, and gave us a chance, you know. And 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 I thought, you know, we I thought we played really well Thursday as a team. You know, at SC and in uh, and a game, you know, I mean, there's a lot on the line, really. I mean, you lose that game, you take third, not second, you know, and then you hit them on. We all want to, you know, take as close to first as possible. So, I mean, so both teams were putting it out on the line, and he came out and he was the best player on the floor. And, and uh, you know, in Saturday, I think he got off to a good start and played well. We just got to find a way to, you know, keep him involved in the game more. I mean, I thought UCLA did a pretty good job of kind of, try to take him out a little bit and we have to have a little more conviction to keep him in the middle of the action
1: you know tommy one of the things from like an outside observers uh, point of view that i've really appreciated about you is you really kind of try to coach each player based on their own personal attributes and and uh you know what resonates with them and speaking of that you know, we, had a, we have a really highly rated recruit and Kylan Boswell come in, and you didn't just throw him into the fire. You kind of developed him over time to now where he's playing major minutes in really important games. Can you talk a little bit about the maturation and development of Kylan?
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, Kylan is obviously a talented basketball player. And, you know, and, and, you know had Kylan stayed in high school this year, I mean, he would have been a McDonald's All-American, and he would have gotten all the accolades. Um, and, and, you know, to be honest with you, that was kind of the plan because I did, you know, they they committed to us pretty early and to the point where we were able to have a lot of conversations to see what this year looked like. And, you know, I, I was, you know, I, I was hopeful he would come to us early. Cause I thought that he would be ready. Um, and, you know, I made my pitch and they didn't buy it. So, so they, they were still going to come to Arizona, but they wanted to wait one more year. And then, you know, over the course of the summer, I mean, he had a big summer plan with EYBL, and, and he was going to be on the U.S. national team playing the Under-17 World Championships. He broke his foot, and then they kind of came back at us and said, hey, you know, we don't know what this looks like, how long it's going to take, and, uh, you know, to get ready, and, you know, maybe maybe would it still be possible for him to come to you guys and, you know, maybe not even play much and just, and his rehab it, and, and so you know we we, we went over that with them, and and then so he ended up shows, showing up early. You know he was, he was a, he's a great student. That's the other thing. You know, so he pretty much was you know academically qualified and ready to come. And so yeah, we we brought him in early, and I just told Kylan, I said, hey, you know, kind of, I'm not really going to coach you much this you know first few months. I'm just going to kind of let you ease your way back into it, come off this foot injury, and, and just get a feel for what practices like this level and. You know, just kind of the day-to-day rhythms. I, di- I didn't want to put too much on his shoulders, to be honest with you. Yeah. And then, you know, I told him, okay, you know, hey, you know, get to, you know, you know, January first, you know, I'm going to start coaching you. And uh, and so he got a few opportunities early, and you know, you know, had, he maybe did, had a good thing or two, but had some struggles. And what I didn't want to do is I didn't want to, you know, make him feel the weight of the world on his shoulders because this kid had never really struggled. And um, I wanted him to taste it a little bit, a little success, a little struggle, and then kind of back off and just have him keep observing. And then, you know, come January 1, we started coaching him. And then, you know, and then he, he's, you know, had some good games, you know, had had some, you know, mistakes and things like that, which are part of the process. And then I told him February 1st, I'm going to start coaching you like a real basketball player, not like a 17 year old. I wanted to take away the excuse like, oh, he's doing great, you know, for a young guy, you know, I mean, I, I wanted to take, I just wanted to, I'm going to coach you like a real basketball player, like with high standards, and like, like I need you to be an all-conference player in the future, because that's what we, that's our plan for him, and and so, uh, yeah, I mean, he's really come on, I mean, to see him play the way he did this weekend, and I know this, I know our, his teammates are comfortable with him out on the field, you know, which says a lot for him as a kid, you know, and he, he really brings it at both ends of the floor, and and, you know, what excites me is the progress he's making, but, you know, the the progress that is still there to be gained. And um, and, and I think, you know, heading into this offseason, he's going to make a tremendous jump. And I think he can be one of the better players in college basketball next year.
1: You know, Tommy, this year and recently I've heard you utter the phrase, day by day, paycheck to paycheck, long neck to long neck. Uh,
2: <laughs>
1: when you say that – I'm supposed to retire
2: that quote, by the way. <laughs> yeah.
1: What's a great quote? What, what do you what are you conveying to your team when you when you utter sentiments like that?
2: Well, I mean, I, I think you really do have to stay day to day in this deal, and, and and it's easy to get out ahead of yourself, and you know, especially as coaches, you know, you're 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 planning and you're taking your team on this journey, and you know, well, if we do this, and this is coming up, and and then we can do this, and then we're right there to do that, you know. Um, you know, I, I think you gotta take a step back and you gotta understand you're dealing with with young athletes who in in this new age of social media and, and and just the scrutiny that they're under and you just have to let them know that, you know, this is about what you do on a day to day basis. And it's how you approach things on a day to day basis and, and you know you're you're fighting for little victories each day. And and so, you know, I, I coach like that to be honest with you. I'm not a guy that's out, you know, planning way ahead and you know sometimes I, I i wish i would you know but but i i don't i don't just think that's who i am and, and i don't think that takes your team on its authentic journey because there are so many things that pop up you know over the course of a basketball season that you know you, you you couldn't predict and um and then you know out of respect for your opponents i mean you know your opponents really challenge you i mean that I mean, that's what it's all about so You know they're they're bringing different things to the table every game. So, you know it's so hard to script how things are going to go in basketball, and and the game's not a scripted game. You know it's there's so much flow to it and so much you know, I guess I would just say overlap. You know from offense to defense to all this stuff. That I really think that the the most effective way is just staying kind of locked into those moments and uh, planning a practice each day, putting together a game plan each game and. And trying to execute it. So, you know, I mean, right now we're looking at Thursday. We're either going to play Utah or Stanford. Mm-hmm. We have six losses. Two of those six losses are against those two teams. Yeah. So, you know, it's on. And so we're going to have to do the best job we can preparing for two teams. And then, you know, Wednesday night we'll figure out who we play. And then, and then you know, we'll have Wednesday night and Thursday morning to tighten up a game plan. And, and then, you know, you go out Thursday night and get ready to let it rip.
0: Tommy Lloyd, Arizona Wildcats basketball coach, joining Spears and Ali on ESPN Radio. Arizona getting ready for the Pac-12 tournament. They'll face either Stanford or Utah on Thursday. Tommy, thank you for your time, and best of luck to you and your team in Las Vegas. Okay,
2: thanks, guys. Justin, you let me know
1: when you want to fly. I'm down. Yeah. Let's
0: do it. As long
1: as we can videotape it. Uh, this is going to be absolutely a promo.
2: Oh, well, well. hey, 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 some Some things aren't meant to be seen on TV. Yeah, me (laughs) playing pickleball is one of them. It might be one
0: of those. Tommy, thank you.
2: All right, guys. Thank you. See you
0: in Vegas.